uh, an interview and quite a good uh, uh, conversation with Jerry Smith and Trooper Johnson because the Ama Wheeler Boys, a joint netcare rehab hospital for the annual sports day and the event was aimed at inspiring and building confidence in patients with disabilities by using sport to demonstrate physical, emotional and psychological well-being. And we have uh, Jerry to explain exactly what Ama Wheeler Boys, um, the main aim. Jerry, a warm welcome to the show and thank you thank very you. much for joining us. Thank you. Are you as excited as I am about the Springboks? Yes, yeah. We've been busy in a in a in a camp with uh, some of our coaches, so managed to uh, uh, finish a little bit early so we could see the end of the game. Sneak a peek, man! You had delighted with the with the result. Yes, so am I. So am I. But let's talk about wheelchair basketball and just. It's growth. If we talk about the USA, we talk about basketball, everybody is up in arms, you know. When Africa, would you say basketball, even wheelchair basketball, is as popular? Certainly, Africa, um, basketball is the second most popular spectator sport as well as, uh, you know, um, participation sport. Mm -hmm. Um, For for some reason, South Africa seems to be a bit behind on on that uh, that, uh, way of life of, Mm. of basketball. Um, but, you know, uh, there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes to develop both the able-bodied version of our game as well as, obviously, uh, wheelchair basketball. And, yeah. and we've been working tirelessly, you know, uh, for the last sort of 20-odd years to, 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 to raise the profile of, of wheelchair basketball in South yeah. Africa. Would you say that we are the nation that loves cricket and soccer and, and rugby more so than basketball, if you had to compare popularity in sports? Yeah, it definitely it, it definitely has been that way. Um but I, but I honestly believe, you know, in, in a couple of years' time, and, in, you know, with the launch, uh, to talking able-bodied now, you've got the Basketball Africa League in association with the NBA. Mm. You know, I think the, the profile of basketball in general is going to go um, sky high. Um, but wheelchair basketball globally is uh, is becoming a, you know, a major sport. And what people really need to, to realize is the players that play wheelchair basketball are absolute supreme athletes never mind the fact that they have disabilities mm. you and i are sitting in a wheelchair we we can't even do half of the third of the stuff that these guys are doing so you know so so um you know some of the the, the leagues in europe are getting 10,000 15,000 people in the, in the stadiums you know um so yes from a wheelchair basketball point of view um you know we've got a, pro, a, a professional league inverted commas uh, that 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 takes place as the super sport wheelchair basketball series mm-hmm. and um yeah, it's you know uh, we're trying to raise the profile of, of the game, and uh, you know hopefully we will start, you know, getting that the, the support that the that the bigger codes get. Yeah, what makes wheelchair basketball different? Yes, you're in a wheelchair, but are there other rules that are are adapted to um, being in a wheelchair? So therefore, the rules are different from the normal basketball that we know. So so in general, the rules of wheelchair basketball are exactly the same as basketball. However, yes, uh, there are obviously certain uh, 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 smaller rules that need to to, to change uh, with regards to the travelling rule, um, and then obviously the, the, there's a rules pertaining to the actual wheelchairs itself. But but in essence, the, the rest of the rules are identical. The court size is the same. The ring height is the same. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it, actually, as a as an ex-able body basketball player myself, you know, to to see these guys shooting three pointers sitting down. It's just mind blowing. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Understandably, not not many dunks happen in a wheelchair yes, basketball game. Yes. But yeah, um, there's many other things that, you know, even able-bodied players, the you know from the from the BNL, have come and watch wheelchair basketball, and and they walk away going, wow, mm-hmm, geez, mm-hmm. Like, those guys are amazing. So yeah, 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 absolutely. When Trooper Johnson landed, was he marvelled at what it is that we're doing here in South Africa with wheelchair basketball? 
Well, you'd have to ask him that, but I must say the conversations I've been having with him over the past couple of days, um, he's uh, very impressed with the, the setup that that we've got here in wheelchair basketball. Uh, you know, I see wheelchair basketball as a, a dedicated team of of uh, staff under the under the leadership of Mr. Charles Saunders, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of lot of work has been put into uh, you know to 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 learn from you know not just the other international bodies and and, and how they run things. So, um, the beauty about the, the 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 fact that the Amawila boys and the Amawila girls are out uh, playing in in the international arena is we get to meet people like Trooper Johnson who who is a four-time Paralympian, he's a world champion uh, uh, world champion coach, um, and you know we get him to to come to South Africa and uh, part some of his knowledge onto our coaches. Mm-hmm. Trooper, warm welcome to South Africa and here to Radio Two Thousand and the Touchline. Team USA says your your your, your T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I take it that is who you're representing, but uh, just share some of the similarities or the conversations that you've been in in order to get the sport as big as what it is out in the U.S. Well, in the U.S. it's been growing for a while, and I think that it started back in the 1940s and and has been developing since, and then it's had its ups and downs, and now it's uh, started on the rise again with a little bit more popularity and more people playing it again. Mm -hmm. In the United States, there's also a little bit more of um, a kind of a competition among sports because so many things are being offered for people with disabilities right now now that wheelchair basketball might not be the sport for those those specific individuals and so we're still we're kind of having to reach this battle for for the audience that we we used to have kind of a sole ownership for for people with disabilities and now um you know trying to get everybody to play the sport is a little bit hard mm. um, i mean jerry here though as much as he says um there are options here we're fighting for those options right sports aren't or isn't that readily available or readily funded as much as it is for able-bodied, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I must say it's. Uh, we were talking about it the other day, where you know, uh, the cost of entry into a wheelchair basketball is extremely expensive. You know, um, an entry-level wheelchair costs about twenty, twenty to twenty-five thousand. Entry-level, entry-level. You know, wow. some of the wheelchairs that the top players are playing in and cost eighty to a hundred thousand rand. So, so yes, it is difficult, and and that's obviously I'm talking from a wheelchair basketball point of view. Mm. But yeah, the other sports, um, you know, I'm sure they have their their own um, challenges, challenges when, when it well. gets to that. So, you know, we totally rely on on corporate funding and corporate, uh, you know, um, support. Uh, we we are we are still you know uh, keep knocking on the door with mm. with government mm. support and that type of stuff. Uh, we we are very lucky to have uh, sponsors such as Cecil and Vodacom yeah, yeah. and Supersport on board. And yeah, without them, we actually we wouldn't be where we are today. So, is it the same though in the U.S. with the struggles that we have here, where getting the disabled into sport has become a challenge, and funding is even a bigger challenge? Yeah, in the United States, it's, it's an incredible challenge, and I think the United States. It, what's what was you mentioned? What did I see when I landed here? And what I saw was, was incredibly impressive. The way that the organization down here is run, and the way that it's supported, and they have their sponsors, and they have their tournaments, and they have their outreach programs set up. And it is something that that definitely I'll be looking to take back and and look at it as almost a best practice model to take back to the United States. Because as much as we have really good things in the United States, as much as we have a platform, that doesn't necessarily mean we have the best platform in certain areas and that we can't take that opportunity to learn from other mm. programs. Mm. And it's been an incredible learning opportunity coming down here and finding out what the, uh, what has been done down here. But with basketball being so big in the USA with the NBA, WNBA yeah. as well, that automatically I would think, wouldn't they take wheelchair basketball under their wing and you would form a part of of that community. 
Yeah, you would think that, but unfortunately that really hasn't happened. And I think we had some progress in the past uh, working with the NBA hosting the the wheelchair basketball all-star game during NBA All-Star Weekend. And then that just kind of fell off the tracks for a little while. And hopefully with our new CEO, that'll get back on track now. Mm-hmm. But I think that, that that's kind of the key for us to develop the relationships with the NBA and the WNBA and really partner with them and understanding that it is the game of basketball for everybody. And, it, and we really need to make sure that we're exposing everybody to the game. So what is the bridge that we're building between the USA and South Africa? Yeah, I mean, one of one of the things is obviously our um, the Amawili Boys uh, major sponsor is, is Cecil, and they do have a an operation, uh, a rather large operation in the USA. So uh, a discussion was had uh, at the World Championships in Thailand uh, recently for the under twenty five women. Uh, this is where I, I met uh, Trooper and uh, the CEO uh, Will Weller. And we started uh, engaging with with the with the sponsor about the possibility of uh, Cecil USA hosting a, a four nations tournament. Um, oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. So the, the the idea would be that South Africa would always be part of that, and then uh, we would play against. You know, obviously at the at the current uh, moment, our senior men's and, and senior ladies teams um, have got a way to go to catch up to the USA mm. in terms of. Uh, you know, the, 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 just the, the general play. But, but as Trooper um, says that, yes, you face the same challenges, would you say the same challenges are faced but at a different level, if I could put it that way, whereas perhaps the USA are a little bit up here in South Africa, we're still struggling down here. Yeah, it, it, it's it's hard to put a, a, a you know, a finger on mm. exactly what, what it is, you know, and um, f- from, from my uh, observations, you know, I just think the, the U.S. where we can learn from the USA is certainly in their high performance programs, how they how they work with their, you know, their high performance athletes mm-hmm. and, and the mentality of their athletes, uh, what they they know, what they need to do to become the best. And, and, yeah. and these are the, the, the principles that we're trying to in, in, install in our in our athletes. So that's that's where we, we, we can learn a lot. Um, but but uh, and I'm, Trooper will talk about how we met um, in Thailand and, and our ladies team. Uh, we had the uh, under 25 ladies team. Mm-hmm. Some of the girls had only been playing wheelchair basketball for about five or six months. And um, they went to, uh, across and, you know, I, I, I introduced myself to Trooper and we were chatting. And, and the one the, the one practice session, he said, look, we, we see that you your girls are training just before our girls. Would your girls like to stay on and train with us? And we have a little bit of a, a, a friendly game. Mm. And uh, I'll, I'll let Trooper tell you how, how that worked out. It, it was <laughs> I take fun. it it did work out, Trooper, because you're sitting here today. <laughs> hey, oh, it worked out great, I think. I, I think one of the things that was impressive was getting the, the two teams together to, to go ahead and compete. And we split the court because I still needed to work with our team to prepare them for the next game. But we split the court and had a, you know, a half-court scrimmage going on on the other side between the two teams. And I think watching the teams interact was one thing that was just something that, that really strikes me as, as what really sport is all about. And, and it's really uniting people and crossing boundaries and really bringing people together. Um, that turned out to be one, just the beginning of, of something pretty amazing because then from then, you know, we went on to have this cultural experience in Thailand to, to go visit one of the the palaces and, and we saw that together and then we went out to eat together and watching the, the two teams interact and watching players that would for, you know, 
for no other circumstance other than the fact that they were there for a tournament to play basketball together, they would have never come together and had the opportunity mm. to meet each other. And there's something that, that I, I talk with Jerry all, uh, about a lot is the fact that we had one player that, that's from Idaho, from out in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> you know, sitting in the corner of, of a restaurant <laughs> with the earplugs in, sharing an ear, you know, a, a, an earphone, and they're plugged into a little phone, listening to music, and the two players are just jamming away, lost in music. And it is these two people that would have never experienced that yeah, and, and come into yeah. contact with each other if it hadn't been for sport. And so that's that's one thing that really came out of that and the understanding that we need to, to present these opportunities to go ahead and, and give these cultural experiences and bridge cultures through sport and, and have them have the opportunity to compete, but still use these opportunities to learn from each other what we can do to better our programs and advance the sport. Definitely. Before I let you go, we're going to pay the bills. And when we come back, we find out the future of the Amawila boys and what is up next. Twelve minutes after five o'clock, and you're on the touchline with me, Romy Titus. Please don't forget to keep those WhatsApps coming. Um, your voice notes on zero six zero five eight four double two five zero zero eight nine double one zero two thousand. That is the hotline number, and I'm with you for the next forty-five minutes. We are chatting wheelchair basketball, and obviously, it's growth in South Africa. The partnership between South Africa team and a team from the USA. Uh, it's not just about the synergy between yourself and Troop and what it is uh, that the two of you have have found, you know, but it's also about sharing the expertise with schools. And how do you go about that? Um, and also finding uh, tomorrow's stars. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, last 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 Friday, um, the, the we took the Amawila boys uh, team th- down to the Netcare Rehabilitation Hospital just around the corner from yes, yes. this building, and um, yeah, um, the, the, to see the boys interacting with uh, patients that have either become newly 
you know, they've had accidents mm. and they're paraplegic or they've, um, they've uh, whatever the disability that mm. they were. We had young little kids there, you know, looking up to the Yama Wheeler boys. And, and it's about inspiring um, those people to, to, to realize, you know, yes, I have a disability. It doesn't mean my life ends mm. when, when this happens. And, and that's for us is the most important thing from the Yama Wheeler boys side mm. is to, to inspire people to show them that, there is life after, after after your disability. But isn't that just a big mental step, though, uh, Trooper? Your life isn't ending. But yep. for someone who, who has just gotten that news, to now come to terms with it, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to put myself in that situation and just think, how else do you motivate, inspire, and and be positive. Yeah, it's it's a little bit strange. Like I was injured when I was 17 years old, and so when when it, sport was presented to me, the first thing I wanted to do was I had played sports all my life except for my senior year in high school, and then I got injured. And you, you know, the opportunity to go, okay, I can get back in sport, is one thing that's presented to you. But at the same time, a lot of the focus is, well, I just need to, to heal, and I need to get back into my life. And so. There's, there's almost this delay in getting people engaged in sport. And the sooner you can interact with them and have them have this understanding that sport exists, sport for people with disabilities exists, then you shorten that delay in them getting there. They still might not come for the next year. They still might not come for the next two years. But you're shortening that window of time that it's going to take mm-hmm. to get them engaged in sport. Mm-hmm. And a lot of time it is, it, especially the young kids that, that, have, that are very active and that they think that, oh, my gosh, I'm, I can't run anymore or I can't run like I used to or, you know, the situation is, is going to be entirely different for them. To see somebody that's in a similar situation as them and be successful and be able to play and be able to engage in, in life experiences again, that that's extremely important for them, not only in the healing process, just physically, but also mentally to have them know that, that life will go on and they will be yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. In the back of your mind at 17, didn't you just want to get better? That's and, it. So yeah, I and did. just think it, and it's it, going to be fine. Everything's going to go back you know, to the way it used to. I just to. thought I was like, I'm just going to walk. I'm just going to walk. And and the realization is like, no, you're not going to. But at that time, that I didn't want to hear anybody tell me that I was going to be in a wheelchair. And like I said, it, I think for for certain people, it takes you know a certain length of time. Some people, it takes four years before they'll ever you know from their injury uh, date to getting them into a chair. But if we can start cutting that time period down and getting them to understand that the sooner you can get back into to prior lifestyle, the sooner you can start engaging in the life that you had before with the adaptations that you're going to need, the, the better off you're going to be. The more engaged you're going to be, the more mm-hmm. successful you're going to be, the more uh, responsible uh, you know, and, and engaged in the community that you're going to be. So it's really important to have these interactions uh, with the people that are newly injured so that they understand that, that life goes on. Yeah, yeah, it goes on. And the two of you are sitting here with remarkable stories to tell, even in just how you met, you know. But what is next for the Amawila boys and what is on the calendar? Yeah, so we've, we're going into an extremely busy period for, for us. Um, uh, the African continent has a, a very tough uh, path through to the Paralympics. Uh, and even when it comes to the World Championships, um, there's only one spot available to, to an African team to, to go to a major world One event. spot. Only one spot. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we, we've got some, some hard work ahead of us. Um, mm. uh, the Paralympic qualifiers are in Morocco in, in January. Um, we're out to claim our number one spot back from Morocco. They, they did claim it back for us. So, so our, our boys have been training extremely, extremely hard. They, they camp sometimes up to uh, uh, two, twice a month. Um, so, yeah, and then we leave for Thailand on the 16th of November. We, we have a Tri-Nations t- tournament against Thailand and New Zealand. 
um, and our ladies in the, are in the same boat. They're, they're traveling to um, Angola to take part in a tournament called the Luini Cup in Luanda. Um, and then the both teams go through to uh, go through to the Paralympic qualifiers wow. there. So, so it's yeah. The next couple of months is going to be tough, tough, hard work. No Christmas cheerful for our boys. They got to be working hard. <laughs> Safe. Yeah. So it's yeah. It's it's. Uh, but it's great, you know. It's mm. it's good to see how hard the boys and, and the girls are wor- wor- uh, working to mm-hmm. to achieve this. Uh, our ultimate aim is to to be there in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Fingers crossed for that. Tripper, you leave on the 29th. What are you looking forward to with the rest of your stay here in SA? Honestly, I'm looking forward to the visits with the schools. I think that I run a, on top of being a national team coach for the United States, I run a a youth program in the San Francisco Bay Area for kids with disabilities, which is the only sports program of its type that, that offers sports for kids with disabilities throughout Northern California. And so, you know, I'm in a constant battle trying to get to the schools in California and try to find kids and get them motivated to play sports. And I think Honestly, I'm really excited about going to the schools here, looking at how the school systems are run here, the sports programs within the school systems are run here, because I think there's a distinct advantage with how the outreach efforts are done here in South Africa versus how we have them in in the United States. And so I think it's a great learning opportunity for me to be able to take some of the expertise that you guys have here and take it home and and really try to use that to engage kids back at home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, to the both of you, thank you very much for coming through to Radio 2000. Please keep us up to date in terms of what is happening with the teams, and we'd love to have some of them out here and obviously when you book your spot you know where to come right absolutely we'll come and celebrate with you (laughs) please please do trooper come back anytime thank you very much. you're more than welcome thank you very much it is trooper johnson as well as jerry smith they're just talking about wheelchair basketball how they met and obviously where they want to take the sport when i come back we will be doing some of your voice notes uh, taking your calls and we will be dissecting that game japan and the springboks